these looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles Welcome to the Youth Hockey of High School Hockey Podcast Brought to you by the Red Black League I am Danny Ryan, I'm Tony Scott's sidekick In studio with me is Tony Scott, my uh, I am your you, sidekick You love that, come oh. on, you love that uh, How did you find out, Psychic? Did you hear me say it, or did someone text you? No, I, I was right next to you, Tony, okay. when you were announcing the game, and uh, you go, and Danny Ryan next to me, he is, uh, uh, and you just mouth-vomited, like, words. <laughs> it just came out, Psychic. I don't know. My vocabulary really gets tested when you're broadcasting a game, and that's what came out, and I... <laughs> I couldn't put it back in. Well, don't mop, monopolize this, because we also are joined by Carl East. Carl? Hi, I am no one's sidekick, but I'm here. <laughs> you can be some. You can be mine someday. Uh, no. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess I introduced you last, Carl, for a simple reason. You didn't even go to any games this weekend. Yeah, so I think it's time to break out our favorite segment, our apology segment. Um, and I have to apologize for the fact that I am talking on a podcast about high school hockey despite not having seen a single high school hockey game in the past week. But, hey, I, you know, it was Thanksgiving. I was out of state visiting family, so not not going to apologize too much for that. But now, now it's time to get well, back into the swing of things here. You did have some nice uh, headlines on Twitter, though. I like those. That was great. Just kind of summarize yeah. it all. Goodbye. And then you went yep. back to family. Exactly. Well, that sounds like a non-apology apology. Kind of is. Yeah. It definitely I'm was. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, but kind of an I'm sorry, but yeah. you know, I'm sorry, but I really am not that sorry. <laughs> Tell us a really quick. Uh, what was the your favorite of the nine different turkey choices at uh, Thanksgiving this year? Uh, it had to be a maple bourbon turkey. Always a favorite. Jeez. I had turkey that was dry. Yeah, I did not. Mine was <laughs> moist. <laughs> okay. All right. My apology goes out to, on behalf of all of us, and I will take a 33% credit for just killing the Lakevilles on our initial show. We went, we, we made reference to them, the, you know, of being the under 500 section one double a teams we we just we torched them basically yeah and they came back and put it back in our face uh they took the state lakeville north took the state runner-ups down to the wire <laughs> and then took tonka into overtime and basically had seven seconds they would have beaten one of the top five teams in the state yeah. so uh and then last night south uh you know cleaned up on prior lake so five one so our, we need to tip our hat and apologize to the Lakevilles. Good for you, Lakevilles. Um, and then I'll apologize on behalf of all of us. Our Class A coverage was lacking and, you know, not not there. And we apologize. We we love Class A hockey. I I think we like it all hockey. We yeah, really it care. really does. Good game. Mammal Hermantown, that was the best hockey game in the tournament. I lost no my voice. About it, I lost right? my voice yelling at that game. So we don't – I don't think we really – discriminate between A and double A. Um, we had an hour and six minute show. Had we went more in depth on it, I think I would have lost my voice and we would have lost our our listeners as well. You yeah. get to 90 minutes on a podcast, I think that uh, we'd lose a lot of listeners. Well, here's the thing. I, I once drove back from Lincoln, Nebraska and left at 
3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning to catch Class A state tournament hockey. Okay, I I love Class A hockey. Yeah, I think yeah. we all do. Yeah, so mm-hmm. beside the point, but I think we do probably need to talk about the state of the state of Class A hockey a little bit. That is called a segue in the business. Nice work, Danny. So, so smooth. What's going What's going on with Class A hockey? I think we all look at Class A hockey, and it's glaringly one team that we always talk about, Hermantown. Yep. Okay, because they've been in the state championship game eight years running uh, how do we how do we fix class a hockey i now i have a couple ideas i'm going to run down a couple okay okay Go for and it. moving hermantown to double a doesn't solve anything but keep going okay well that was probably one of them right <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> so, so, but here's here's the first idea how about term limit that you're in class a okay so if you make it to the championship game eight years in a row uh you got to move up to 2A, something okay. like that, like right. term limits. St. Thomas winning three in a row, yeah, you got to move up. And you know what? If Hermantown wins this year, they'll be at their two-year limit. They're going to move up. Yeah. And I and I agree. I totally agree. If you do win three in a row in Class A, it's time to move up. I can't believe I'm agreeing with you, but, yes, I agree in this situation. Also, teams have to move down. <laughs> well, Ooh. Are you like an English league soccer kind of move down? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of double A teams that could would move down if you let them move down. But I think you balance out the field. I agree. I I'm not going to disagree with you. Wouldn't it be better to see Osseo in a league that they could actually be mashed up against somebody that they could you know get to or a station? Spring Lake Park? Yeah. Perfect example. They're right on the cusp. They're, they they teeter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they were a great single A team when they were in it, and they actually added to the tournament. So. Yeah. Totally agree. So, so, I, I, so, Danny, how, how does that not end up just being like a two-tier tournament like we had in the early 90s and everyone hated? That was not a two-tier tournament. That, that, that wouldn't be like it at all. Two-tier, that tournament was not was the second nine teams. So if there was there were 16 teams in Section 8, for example, the first eight would go to the Tier 1. The 9 through 16s would play. That is the dumbest format in the history of any league ever invented. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for schools that have the opportunity to play in a state tournament should be able to play in it, but just because of size or limitations like that, you know, now they're playing in a uh, in a league that they don't belong in. It just as there are teams in class A that are playing in a league that they don't belong in. Now, what the the problem with this theory, the play down theory, and it will never fly, no, because is because you bad. have to get a certain amount of teams in each level. So you yeah, got, you know, like mm-hmm. that's why Winona some years is is classified as double A, is so they can get the certain number of teams into each section for for playoffs. I for me, I just don't think it should strictly be based on enrollment. Correct. That, I. I I do not disagree one bit. Okay. Uh, Carl, do you have any ideas on how we fix Class A hockey? Um, well, one thing I think is worth watching is how the sections are drawn, too. And, uh, you know, and I'm not saying you need to redraw them right away because we had a year last year where we had really competitive teams from Section 1 and Section 3 and Section 5. But, you know, if we have a consistent trend where one section don't do anything and there's, there are ways to adjust that fairly easily, I'd like to see the states do that. I could not agree more. My only argument against that, Carl, is what mm-hmm. section was Hermantown in when we were in high school? Uh, five, five or six. 
five. Five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Okay, and that does, that rubs it. Harmontown should get to state by beating St. Cloud Cathedral. They should get to state by beating uh, Denfeld or yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's my well. The year, remember the year, and you guys probably named the year when when it was Hermantown versus Marshall, and they're like two thousand seven apart. Two thousand seven. Yep. Yeah. Yep. My goodness, that's a dis- that's a disgrace. Yeah. You know, and I think that's why they ended up getting moved back. There. Nope, they were still in the next year. No, but eventually, when the the year lined up, they said yeah. we got to gerrymander these things. But moving Northfield to Section Four is arguably the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. They're Southern Minnesota. <laughs> You know what I mean? Why would you move them to the eastern suburbs? I'm going to raise my hand on this and probably say why this happened. Um, so St. Thomas is in Section 3, yep. okay, in AA. Hastings is also Section 3, AA. Yep. Hastings and Northfield are yeah, relatively close. And so, but now I don't agree. If you're driving down 35, you know that you're in Section 1 when you're in Northfield type of thing. Yeah. It, is Red Wing moved too? No, Red Wing stayed in one. Red Wing used to in St. Thomas used to play to get to state at one way point back yeah. when I was mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah, it, it, which is a weird type That's of scenario weird too. I mean, seriously, let's get the five hundred sevens and Northfields and let them play it out. We need a good team, and Northfield was good last year. What are, okay? What are you guys' thoughts on having no private schools in Class A? Do I like that too? And just, I really like that. And just kicking them all up to. I like it. I like it. The problem with that is, you know, we we kind of often joke about legacy Christians. Some of these lower tier <laughs> private schools would probably just disband hockey because they would just poor poor legacy bottled. Christian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but even that being said, like if if they disband it, then those kids can co-opt with another private school. Then I would figure, but probably. it really depends on where. Uh, Geographically, they were located and everything like that. Because I think Legacy Christian co-ops with um, Saint Croix Lutheran. Yeah, I think so. And so, and I think they're close by each other in that Invergrove. Maybe the New Life Academy too, right? I think you may be right on that. So, but uh, <laughs> which is like a baseball powerhouse. They are really good in baseball. Okay, folks. Um, but uh, Tony, do you have any ideas? Not really. I mean, you guys have brought up the good ones. I mean, my theory on Class A is. Yeah, I liked your you know term limits thing. I think if, if a school wants to choose where they want to play and play up or play down, I mean Grand Rapids is technically a class Rozo. school, Rozo up for sure. But I don't think people knew. I didn't learn this until a few years ago that how small a school Grand Rapids was. That they're small, you know. Yeah. They could qualify for A. They would never play, a. and I don't no. think that Rozo would ever play. They a did, either. right, Carl? Yeah, in the nineties. Mm-hmm. The reason why Rozo does not play Class A is, right. is because yeah. of War Road. Oh yeah, because Back they in want the day, yeah. they want uh, each of them wants an opportunity to go to state, yep. and so that's why. That's true. That's true. I forgot about that. They did. Yeah. So I I think you really have to look at something like a term limit type of thing because you know we just don't want to go to the term. You want darlings to stay darlings and not to become villains. Correct. You know, St. Thomas was a darling for a little bit, and then it was a villain. Really? Duluth Marshall. Shut up, Carl. <laughs> Duluth Marshall. They were a villain? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they were. They were. But Harmontown was a darling, then, and oh, now mm-hmm. it's a villain. Once they won two in a row, that one flipped. 
Maybe even one in a row they became a villain. I mean, that's that's amazing how quick it turned, right? Because it was like, okay, you got your one, now you can leave. Yeah, it's funny. We <laughs> I think we were kibitzing at one of the state tournaments. It was like, wasn't it like a year ago? You know, right when they were kind of steamrolling past Breck and everyone, they first looked. I'm like, it's been one year. One year. They had just lost East Grand and a Heartbreaker. And, and, and they were like the darling. And a year, like 364 days later, they're a villain. Yeah. That's like a record. And like noticeably villain. <laughs> yes. Noticeably. I'm like, they just killed Breck. Like, oh, now we hate him. I'm like, what is, why? <laughs> this one state, they've lost bone crushing. <laughs> I mean, tearjerker, heartbreaker, losses. Overtime. Overtimes, lost leads, you name it. And Fans now the they're like, thing. now they're the villain. I'm like, it was amazing how it turned so quickly. So that's that's where I think that it would benefit a team to have a term limit because then, you know, now they're not seen as the villain. Type hey, of thing. Speaking mm-hmm. of villains. The real villain here is the high school league. It's just they're yeah. just it's archaic. Yeah. I mean, Mike McMillan, the uh, coaches association's proposing. He's like it's like basically begging for two more games, and I don't know what two more games is going to change anything. No. The longer season might change a little bit, but I don't think that's really going to have any effect on it. The high school league should know where their bread is buttered. And uh, give us some more games to to watch and and let the kids develop here because it's a great product. But I, you know, anything that makes sense to the high school league usually is just dismissed. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, Carl, anything to add to this before we move on to the games of the past week? Uh, no, let's keep, keep this moving here. Okay. So let's talk about games that happened last week. Um, I went to five games this week, not to reify this, but Carl went to zero, so <laughs> five, zero, five, zero. Anyway, I ran a tournament, an event with four. Good. And zero. had a photographer report a report on a fifth. So I'm at five. I, I should at least get some credit for that Orno East Grand. Yeah, that was that we bad. did. Okay. So and yet, and yet I still beat the, the two of you and pick them. Oh, wow. Oh, oh you trying to give away the Pick'em segment? Thanks a lot, girl. Yeah, wow. <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> Big of you there. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about the turkey trot. Let's open up with the turkey trot. Edina, Holy Family, 7 nothing Hornets. This was, I was at this game, start to finish. Edina is probably one of the best teams that I've ever seen open. They have one of the best top two punches both on offense and on defense that's the funny part is like they don't tv timeouts like this team is just unreal they'll just roll them so the top uh, okay i i hesitate to say top line i'll just say starting line was walker nevers jungles right yeah and then it was kamatsis um Liam. Liam Malmquist and uh, Lewis Crosby. Yep. It, like, it was unreal. And then it was Borlicky and Reiners yep. and Boltman and Brinkman. Brinkman. Now, Boltman and Brinkman often were paired with the Kamatsis line. So what my thoughts on this is Boltman and Brinkman have a lot of speed and can flash back, you know, and, and play up a little bit better. And so that was kind of to protect that line, I think, with its little bit undersized because Demetrius is not oh, really correct, that, correct. that big of a player. But this team was just unreal. 
in what were shot 32 to 11, but it was really like 45 shots. They were. It had it been at Braemar, it probably would have been 45. 65. Let's be honest. Okay. <laughs> but Lewis Crosby, I we can't give this kid enough credit. Four oh. goals, natural hat trick in the first period. Great player. He's going to just light up the lamp. I think this year a lot. No arguments here. I I will will be questioning. I don't know if Liam Monquist will stay on this line full time. He kind of seems like the odd man out because he's a he, he's a junior, but junior. first year on varsity. So I don't know if Kurt will keep him there. He they did just fine with him. So Liam's one of the most heady players you'll see. Gritty, smart, uh, great hands, uh, playmaker. He fits in that line just perfect, if you ask me. And that's the only. Take, this takeaway that I had on Edina, but Edina is just far and away superior to the other teams that I saw this weekend. Uh, Holy Family, Bray Zemer stood out a little bit to me um, because Zemer always stands out. He's got a very heavy shot from the point, wasn't afraid to get into any scrums or anything like that, uh, but really this was the Edina show. Next. Next, let's talk about Maple Grove, Wyzetta. Now, this was a pretty dominant performance that Wyzetta put on that one person said no-no to, and that was Ethan Hader. Yep. He mm-hmm. was on fire all night. Now, shots were 37 to 8, and now 8 is kind of a relative term for Maple Grove because there was probably 20 shots that were blocked by Wyzetta. But standard. Standard, you know, play, but. Jeez, Hader was just all Hider. Hider, sorry. Hider Hider was all over the place. If it makes you feel better, I was just complaining that I screwed up all the time yesterday over a big to somebody from Maple Grove. Oh, Hider, 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 Hider. It looks like Hader. Yes, it does. So uh, he was just, he was all over the place. Still, my takeaways on Wyzetta is where is the scoring coming from? They have so many great depth players, but I... You know, when you pour on 37 shots onto somebody, it doesn't matter if it's higher. You should still get more than four or three in. I can't argue with that, and we talked about that in our show to start the season. And so I think this was a the next game was a letdown game against um, a Holy Family, and really kind of to be expected because Wyzetta just let it all out there and lost in the shootout. Give Holy world. Family credit for coming back oh, yeah. after getting riddled with shots the night before. Yeah. Turn around and beating a defensively Wyzetta. strong yeah. Wyzetta team. So pass off the yeah. Holy Family mm-hmm. on that one for exactly. sure. Exactly. Then let's talk about the first game of the opener. No, then, I thought we we've got to at least comment that uh, oh, Edina, Edina won. Well, it's an, yeah. no surprise, six to two Saturday yeah. beating uh, Maple, Maple Grove. Grove. You know, credit to Maple Grove too. They played him in scrimmage out in Buffalo, and I heard from Maple Grove <laughs> people, not Edina people, you know, that it wasn't even close. So um, my my take is that Maple Grove is starting to figure out how to play against these faster, better teams, and I think that they're going to be a, a tough team in 5AA. Maple Grove changed my mind this week, and I will say, Hyder is a very good goaltender. He's a great backstop for them to look back on. Kukunen had a good game, uh, and they're, all, they're very senior heavy, and you can tell by the way they skate. Yeah, no arguments there. So before we jump to the opener, sure. a quick little tip, uh, we – uh, Spencer from our staff went out and covered the East Grand Orno game. I felt it was really important from our staff to see that game, at least through, through, through at least through a lens, see a game against two top five teams, East Grand 
and Orono. Orono comes out ahead. I think the biggest story on the East Grand Orono game isn't the win, who won, who lost. No. Where's Mark Parrish? Yes. Mark Parrish is now an assistant coach for Orono. Will Scholes was taken over as the head coach. Yep. And the announcement, everything's just been super vague. We don't have an official story on it. I'm going to be doing some stuff with the Orno team over the next seven to ten days on a feature story. I'll have a full story next week uh, as to what at least maybe. More than rink rumor. More than rink rumor. I'll have that probably by next week. Okay. Uh, now we can talk about the opener. The opener. First game, probably Tony's favorite game. St. Thomas. And or Thomas. one of them. That, yeah. was, that was the most explosive of the four games in the opener. Uh, first period was all St. Thomas. Second period, all Tonka. Third period was like basketball. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> Ball, it was just a fast break, back and forth, back and forth. And eventually, Josh Lutke in overtime uh, gets the game winner. And then we'll skip ahead to the last game of the opener, which was Lakeville North Tonka, which was, I would say, the second best game in the event. I, I said to you when we were walking away, if that game was a tournament game, tourney, this was... would have been epic. Will yes. Johnson was on fire. It wasn't like he was heating up. He's on fire. No, <laughs> he was on fire the entire game. Yeah, he was just an unreal. epic performance. He, you know, paddle saves in the air 50, like the... fifty minutes and fifty-three seconds. Yeah. Away yeah. from, you know, unbelievable hockey, and he let one in late. And it wasn't his fault. It was no. just a beautiful play by Josh Ludke. Ludke gets the well, game winner. Well, it was an pulled uh, goal. Pulled goalie. Goalie. So there was a, a man advantage type of it thing. It was beautiful. And he just sniped. It was a great shot. So th- those are the games that you talk about. Um, one of the takeaways out of from the Lakeville North is the goaltending. Yes, both I mean, nights. We'll, two we'll be making our all-tournament team. Yeah, that's <laughs> the easiest one ever. We'll take both goalies from Lakeville North, and there won't be any arguments from the other three fan bases on that. Yeah. Um, the second game on Saturday, it was a pretty good game. On Friday was uh, Moorhead beat Lakeville North 4-2 to with an empty netter. Um, I think Moorhead just uh, – was the aggressor in this game, outshot them. They were 40-plus shots. Uh, Lakeville North did what Lakeville North did against Minnetonka. They kept they kept the the high-scoring stars from their team to the outside and just basically played keep away and kept it close. I want to mention one kid for Lakeville North that stood out the whole night when I saw him on Saturday, Garrett Daly. He's incredible. Man among boys. He plays like a senior and plays like he owns the ice right now. Yeah, that's a great uh, – a description of him. Um, he's He basically gets the puck on his stick and he's like, well, you're not going to take it away from me. And he acts like it, too. Yeah. Like he's just going to, you're not going to take he it. Gets away. He totally does. Yeah. And he goes up and down the ice. And it's, what's funny is uh, in the game uh, against Taka, he got a penalty for cross checking in the corner. And like three seconds later, they scored. Yeah. And, like, and I said it while broadcasting. I said, that's a bad penalty because it was super obvious right in front of the official, and then it's going to hurt you too because now he can't be on the ice killing penalties. Yes. So for one of their keys their whole season, he's got to stay out of the box no matter who they play. Yes, yeah, agreed. Um, well, let's shift gears and talk about Moorhead a little bit. We haven't talked about them yet. Yep. Um, I thought the top line looked outstanding when yes. I saw them play against St. Thomas. And I hate when people say this but I'm going to just suck right into it. They're a one-line team. No, no, I yeah, like the, I, se- I think they the line. second line's good, but do you see uh, Parker, Dronin, and Isaac Howe 
you know, lighting up uh, top I see the law firm. On the Isaac Ham, 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 what is, House. Yeah, the law firm. I, I, he is the law firm. <laughs> but it is. That's only a law firm. That's good. Um, I just don't see that line lighting up elite teams. I mean, they're going to beat teams rated 6 through 20 all year long okay. with that second and third line. But when they're going to play a top-line team, and you saw it you know, right in front of your face. The first five minutes. Well, here's the thing. The first five minutes of the St. Thomas-Moorhead game was the top lines of both teams. It was just so Punch, far. punch, punch, punch. Carl, uh, just to give you a head, heads up, five goals, mm-hmm. five minutes. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I didn't catch any of the game because I was looking at my dang phone. Yeah, and here's Danny trying to tweet it. I'm like, <laughs> man, just watch the game. This is just unbelievable. So, yeah, but uh, – Here's here's the thing I like about the second line is when you go up against a team like St. Thomas, that line can shut down most anybody. But it would be nice if that was a third line, and not a second line. Is that what you're saying? For Moorhead? Yes. Yes, I agree. Okay, I agree. Okay. Uh, so we talked a little bit. We talked about the St. Thomas game, Lakeville North Moorhead game, St. Thomas Moorhead enough. Yes. Uh, it was really exciting. The first five minutes were crazy. I and think then my the, voice is hoarse just from that. Yeah. So that that was fun. Uh, that, the first period was pretty even, edge to St. Thomas just in goals, yeah. and then St. Thomas came in in the second period and just laid it on. Yeah, they just were they were in better shape. Yeah, and then Moorhead evened out in the um, third period. That yeah. was an even period. Yeah, oh, say. for sure it was. Because St. Thomas was just playing keep away. You know, like, yeah, oh, that. they were just playing. We're going to try to. Oh, Atkins Kelly also out for uh, a little bit for St. Thomas and Academy. It, yeah, and they, he, it didn't matter. It I didn't thought Muggsy was just fine. There was yeah, no, Muggsy, there was no major drop-off at fine. all. Um, one thing I want to note was Radcliffe had a hat-trick. Yep. And I, I want to say, right, all of them were unbelievable goals. I mean, yeah. he's just a highlight reel. <laughs> the, the, he is. The first one they scored on a breakaway it where Wingus lost sick. an edge, it was just like, oh. It was sick. It, he, he was a lot of fun to watch. Same with Frisch. Frisch was just – Frisch was playing, probably playing like Snuggerud used to play, where yeah, the, Luke, yeah. every breakout was just on point. And it yeah. was his vision of noticing where to put the puck and how to like play keep away with his body is just so cool. And he's just a cool character off the ice. He's oh, just, he's part he's of the Frisch body. He's, he's such a well-put-together kid. I was trying to figure out who my player of the game was to interview. I'm like, oh. Well, I know if I pull Frisch aside, he's going to just knock the interview out and make it look good. And sure enough, there's <laughs> Ethan, just knocked it out like a pro. He seems like a pro hockey player already at 17 years old. <laughs> okay. That's our recap. Yep. Let's, um, I, I do want to give some kudos, stick tasks, or what have you, to our the red-black player of the week, um, guy who I saw on Wednesday of St. Paul Academy, um, beating uh, Bloomington Kennedy three to two. Quinn Appert had two of the goals in the victory over Kennedy. Quinn, hats off to you. Uh, stick tap to you, Danny, for going to that game. I don't know? mind going to the chicken. No, nope. no, that's just the, that's one of those tough places to watch a game. We're going to get to rinks that we're going to go to. The chicken but, coop. Yeah, I know, but it's just a corrugated gelve on the ceiling. I'm a I'm a photographer. It's a tough place to shoot a game in because it's chicken wired. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a tricky rink. Uh, hats off to you for kicking off the season and good coverage over there on that for that game. And hats off to Quinn for uh, his uh, player of the week award. Yeah. Uh, well, let's jump into rinks. 
Tony, because we're all getting excited to go to certain places. This oh, year. yeah. Certain games. A, by the way, this is going to be a fun segment. In, in certain games are on our schedule. I, I think Carl's going to Grand Rapids Greenway this year, or this week, I mean, and I'm going to Rose Oedina <laughs> on Saturday, and I have been looking forward to this since I noticed it was on the schedule. Now, what are we're going to talk, Tony, leave us off on this one. All right, there's, there's, we have four different types of, of rinks we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about atmosphere. We're going to talk about our favorite rink. We're going to uh, talk about a rink we've never been to, we'd like to go to, and then we're going to talk about a rink that we don't like very well. And, that, and, and if your rink gets named, trust me, we've thought this through. Don't take it the wrong way. We'll still go there. We'll still, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to my – yeah, <laughs> we're going to all go to these rinks this year. So – it doesn't mean that we hate you. It doesn't mean we hate the rink. It just doesn't fit into our liking, yeah. you know, and we'll explain why. So let's start at the top. Let's go to atmosphere. Danny, you get to pick. You get to start. What's your favorite atmosphere? Well, so I'm a Bloomington Jefferson kid growing up. Big one is my favorite rink in the state because of the atmosphere. It's where I scored my first goal, last game of uh, lower mites. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's a great rink. I mean, I, I, I'm a Minneapolis kid, but every we played – Kennedy or Jefferson uh, every year. It was a fun place to play. I run a lot of programming there. It's my hometown. Ice is always great. Yep. Ice is always great. Like everything, like the sight lines are good. Atmosphere is second to none because Jefferson normally brings brings a good crowd, but when it's a section game and it's standing room only, and then they're standing on the benches behind the back goal. It's great. It's so cool. It is great. Uh, Carl, what's your uh, best atmosphere? Uh, I have to go with the IRA Civic Center. Um, there's just nothing like that place. You know, when when you have a rink that has season ticket holders, I think that says it all. But when you walk into there for a, a big game against either whether Iron Raid Rivals or Duluth East or something like that, and there isn't you know anywhere to stand in this giant arena, you know, the, just everything about it is right with the band and the amount of noise going on in there. It's it's hard to beat that. It's hard to argue with that. I remember mm-hmm. during the Kyle Rowell Duluth East game in the um, state tournament, I sat next to Eli Major or Magny's parents, who no. was a Grand Rapids player, and they told me if you like Grand Rapids, you gotta come see a game. And so my first time when I saw a game there, it was just like, oh, it was just so cool. Like the heaters go on right before the game, and then they always do chuck a puck. And like a shoot in the goal, and then the mites come out in scrimmage as well. Like during the other period, it's it's a spectacular type of thing. Yeah, I got a chance to check my bucket list off. Uh, I think it was 2015. We were up for the uh, Founders Cup in Hibbing, Virginia, and what happened the night before was Duluth East versus Grand Rapids. So I decided to broadcast it, and it was a yeah. it was a great game. I think East won that one in overtime, didn't they, Carl? I, th- I think. I think Rapids won it. I, no, remember watching, won. I remember watching you broadcast that one. Yeah, I was watching. Ra- Rapids won in overtime. Uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, was there Alex, Dal- Alex. Dallas? No, it wasn't Alex Adams. Number Dallas something or? Oh, Dalton Anderson. No, Drake. Drake Anderson. Drake. 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 Drake Anderson. Yeah, Drake Anderson's the guy who scored in overtime. It was fun. Yeah. So, <laughs> it was packed. The band was awesome. Yada yada yada. You've heard a million yeah. times about RRA. <laughs> Um, my rink, best atmosphere, I had a chance to play here as a kid, five miles down the road from IRA, is Greenway, uh, Hodgkins, Barardo, the snake pit. Um, I'll never forget my JV game. I was sophomore year. We were playing, and we were up like two to nothing. It's a JV game. And then it was packed, first of all. And then Greenway scores. 
and now all of a sudden this siren goes off like like a, a, a civil Aerated. defense siren goes off <laughs> with these green sirens and everything. I was like, I, I was like, what was that? I'm like, oh, just don't let them score. That's this junior guy goes, don't let them score. They won't. That siren won't go off. <laughs> And then we played them, the varsity play, and I played in there for three straight years, and it was unbelievable. Literally, the fans are in your bench. What is, so the first time I was at this rink, it was Bantam B1s. My brother was playing. It was Bantam B1 State. My brother was playing up there, and it was my spring break. So I went up there to go watch, and I go into that rink. And if you haven't been, the gold judges are in this little catwalk thing, and they look straight over, and they're only protected by nothing. I would say it's a beam. It's a <laughs> basically sitting on a beam with with, with fencing, chicken wire, and it's like down. It's crazy. And there's only like a wire like yeah. supporting this. And I remember we were all like, "Oh, we should go." And we're all I've like, walked out there. I've taken the picture. It's cool. It's really cool. And the whole place is going. It's old and it's dumpy, it but it's really cool. It's and for a Rapids Hibbing, you know, they get Rapids or Hibbing in there. Oh, it's jumping. It's, it's really cool. cool. All right, next one. Now we're going to talk about our favorite rink. It's a little bit different than the atmosphere. It's just kind of like the one you look forward to going to. Danny, uh, it's it's still big one for me. Big, wow. Here's why, okay, because when you walk into Bloomington Jefferson Big One and you pass through the Hall of Champions, it is the coolest thing on the face of the planet. I, I have to think it's the most intimidating walk for any high school player to walk through because not only – like, are those the great teams? Those teams made it to state. You don't make it on that wall if you don't make it to state. No. Okay? And there has been a couple of Jefferson teams that a have been. A lot. And Kennedy teams. And Lincoln teams that yeah. were very good. Didn't make it. Didn't make it. And it's just really cool that you, because you just feel like you're a part of it. The When I was in um, college, I used to morning skate at Big, 6 o'clock in the morning. Like 5.30, I think, is when it started. And I remember being, like, the only one on the ice, and the fog is coming off the ice, and the lights weren't on, and I'm skating alone on Big One. That's Nothing cool. better. That is cool. That is cool. Uh, Carl, what is your favorite rink? Uh, I'm going to get out of my northeast Minnesota bubble here just to give someone else some love. Um, what I really enjoy going to is Aldrich Arena. I know it's a it's such a great size arena for a high school game, especially if you have a, a big, you know, Hill Murray White Bear game or one of those section playoff games where the whole thing sells out completely hours beforehand. Uh, it's a great atmosphere for, for those bigger games. Um, it's just sort of an arena built for a good high school game. I really enjoy that. I think it's an awesome facility. I got I, Again, I got mm-hmm. to play there in a couple Twin City games back in the 80s when they had a Twin City game, and it's packed, you know, and it's a, it's an unbelievable sheet ice. It, it reminds me a lot of Braemar. I played at Braemar and and at um, Aldrich, and they, the, the ice was fast. The atmosphere was great. Um, I, I I don't get over there a lot, but when I do, it's really fun because it's the going down thing where you, it's kind of like Braemar West where you walk in and you go down into the rink, and that's super cool. My favorite memory of Aldrich is the section final game 2008 where St. Thomas played um, – South St. Paul. We won three to one. South St. Paul had Adam Wilcox in net, Zach Palmquist on D, and Justin um, Fuller oh. on D. I mean, that, they were loaded. I just remember I was sitting next to Tanner Yurvich and Jimmy Sedolker, the managers, and we're just like holding hands, praying for the game to end <laughs> because we're just holding on to dear life because that was a 
pretty dang good team that we were playing oh, against. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so that was that's one of my favorite memories there. All right, so my favorite rink is the MAC. Um, I run a lot of programming when we run tournaments up at the MAC or events at the MAC. It's awesome. The people there are great to work with. Uh, I love St. Cloud Hockey. I just love those teams. So you know, I love Cathedral. I love the Apollo. I love St. Cloud. Get up there. I just feel like I'm at home, and then the food is awesome. I mean, the French fries are just unbelievable. <laughs> There's not a bad item on the menu there. Uh, it just feels like home. I love how you can go back and forth between the, the rinks are on the same level. Um, the high school atmosphere is great in there. There's great lighting, shoot photos. It's just some place that I – and the parking's awesome. I mean, everything yeah. about <laughs> the place is so well set up. I just love the Mac. So it's, that's my favorite rink, no question about it. Last time I was there, do you remember the game? Yeah, Apollo, Hibbing, Hibbing, Hibbing was a great and, and watching Scotty Perunovich play. Yeah. But uh, nothing makes Tony more excited than eating Mac French fries. Oh, oh, oh they're so good. <laughs> they are so good. Don't go changing on me either. <laughs> All right, next one is uh, not been to. All right, Danny, what's the ring you haven't been to but you'd like to go to? Well, so I might make a visit up there uh, this year to see a game, but I don't know. So it's Hibbing Memorial. Oh, yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. the, uh, here's to put some perspective. Um, I was working with some guys from out of state, and one of them was from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And so they wanted to go up to Grand Rapids, Minnesota, and immediately you, everybody knows me. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> and so yeah. I took – and I was, I was like, well, if we're at IRA, we got to go over to Greenway, and you got to see this ring. And so then we're already in Greenway. And I was like, you want to see where Bob Dylan lived? And so then we went over to Hibbing. I was like, well, now that we're in Hibbing, we got to go over to um, the Memorial. Yeah. And, and, but the rink was closed because it was like the second you know week after the tournament ended, so there was no hockey going on. We tried all the doors and we couldn't get in. Again, huh? Yeah, could not get. And you know why Hibbing Memorial is called the Hibbing Memorial? Because it burned down. The first one burned down, so that's why that one's called Hibbing Memorial. And so it's it's my dream to go here to see a game in this rink because it's just the history involved with it, the seating, and the vaulted, you know, the dome it, on it. It's, it's just spectacular. Uh, I mean, the mm-hmm. whole town of Hibbing is some just some spectacular things. The high schools, oh, auditorium, the nice swimming open. pool. So it's, 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 the bathrooms it's at the high school are crazy. All marble. It's yeah. the whole it's incredible architecture. Yes. Um, my uh, rink that I haven't been to, and this is going to be a different one, is uh, Detroit Lakes. Uh, my son's teams played in some Detroit Lakes tournaments. And I just walk in there, I'm like, this place is super cool. Uh, it's got wood bleachers, uh, really good sight lines, uh, very cozy in there. The rink is cool. It's, it's right on. It's right near the lake. Uh, they got a Zamboni that goes out to the outdoor rink and Zams the outdoor rink. It's just a real intimate environment. If anyone's been to Detroit Lakes in the summer, imagine uh, what it would be like. It's, it's like it's a summer wonderland. It's like a winter wonderland <laughs> there in Detroit Lakes. We don't get a lot. Of, we don't give a lot of love to Detroit Lakes on the show here, so I figured that would be a great choice for me. How about you, Carl? What's just the rink you've never been to but you want to go to sometime? Uh, well, I think mine is probably one for a lot of people in this state. It's got, got to be Roso. Um, it's you know. Obviously, it's the far northwest corner of the state. Hardly get, have a reason to get up there other than hockey. But uh, so, I mean, the history there just speaks for itself. The, the, the championship banners and again that you know awesome trust arch ceiling. You know, it's you can't beat that. 
Uh, no argument here. I, I my my brother played there as a youth. We went up there a handful of times, but I think I was probably like five or six years old when I went down. So I can't I can't even kind of put that one on my bucket list as well. I've never been. I've always wanted to, but it, it's a two day trip for us in the in the metro. I know I will get there. In yeah. My career, the way my career is going in the hockey, it's projecting north. <laughs> it's gonna. I'll be there eventually. I'm not too worried that I won't end up in there. But what I don't want to do from a YHH perspective, I don't want to go there for the and do the Rosa Warroad. You know, because that's everybody's done that. It's so been done before. I'd like to go there for a. I'd like to go there for a youth tournament weekend and watch all the. The Metro yokels go there and get hammered at the at the VFW. VFW just kind of take it all in and kind of see it. I think I'd rather, and then maybe get a high school game bonus in the deal. That's what I'd like. When my trip to Roseau, that's kind of what I see it doing. Yeah, I, and doing some ice fishing too. Well, so that's another thing I want to but do. But it's it's like a non uh, Cookie Monster Code yes. type of game that you want to go to. Yeah, you know, like and just be there. As take a it all fan. in. Take it all in. Bring it in. Yep. All right, well, so now we're going to trash a few rinks here. So everybody <laughs> in the state, hit the deck. Um, <laughs> so, Danny, what's the rink that you just don't like going to? So it was last year, okay. And, and, and by the way, I can trash all these two. I agree with all three of these. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. I left right after work. I, I was working up in Coon Rapids. I left, and I drove straight down to Orono. First mistake. Okay, I get to the rink. It was already cold as hell outside okay i go inside expect colder expecting to warm up it's just freezing it's just and i have to sit through the jv game and i'm and going these are people from orno i mean these are rich people <laughs> yeah people <laughs> they afford a decent arena <laughs> and i'm like look and i'm just like i'm sitting on my hands and it's and i think i even had gloves at this game <laughs> it was just like oh, oh and i mean the rink is really cool Great scoreboard, you know, sight lines were they, they put too much in the scoreboard, they put more in the heat. Just give me heated seats in that rink. Give me something. It was just freezing cold. I left that rink, and I had full blast, full heated seats on the whole way home, and it was just like a warm shower, you know, type of thing. It, yeah. I needed that, like, Luke Skywalker dip into that, like, ooze thing <laughs> right after that rink. Really hardcore. All right, Carl. Let's hear it. I, I, I'm not sure if this is going to be the rink you're trashing, or the, <laughs> the, the the best team in the Duluth area. Ouch! Ouch! Um, well, yeah, you know we have a lot of great rinks in Northeast Minnesota here. All the old rinks on the range, Heritage Center, Cloquet, all great arenas. But Hermantown, just uh, I I can't stand that arena. It's, <laughs> it's the honest truth. You know, it's there's there's a good sight line in the place. You could you know Christ heading in every single corner. You can't see all the ice anywhere can't, you know, see any, anywhere without being obstructed by glass. Um, you know, the, the, another thing that kind of annoys me a little bit is, you know, teams that put up banners for, you know, the conference championship and the second championship and the tournament finish in the same year. So they're li- littered with all these banners that are basically for the same thing. Uh, I'm not sure there's a square inch of wall in that building that isn't covered in the ad somehow. And, you know, Hermantown, you're a great hockey town. Get yourself a, a, a better arena. Wow, um, I really... I love that ring. That <laughs> ring's awesome. <laughs> no, I, I that's a good take. I didn't. I've never really noticed about the banners. I only stare at the state championship banners and then there are youth banners as well. So, mm-hmm. but that's a cold ring too. I, I was yep. so happy. I was wearing choppers the last time I was there because that was a good Kleenex. Yeah, I. Uh... 
I thought the I, I've been there. Obviously, Danny and I were there at the same time. I thought it was the world's worst rink to shoot a photo. I could not find a place. To no shoot cell a phone reception. No cell. I had to, when I was tweeting the game between YZ <laughs> and Hermantown, I had to run out to the parking lot, tweet, and then run back in every time. <laughs> Thankfully, it was like a three to two game, or else I would have been, you know, freezing. really thrown off on that one. Um, I, I I can't disagree with you on that one. But as far as the people from Hermantown, the, the hockey, all that other stuff, awesome. But, you know, they do mm-hmm. need a better rink. Uh, my turn, I'm going to go with Hasse, uh down in Lakeville. Uh, the rink is fine. Lakeville South, let's Lake, Yeah, Lakeville South. The rink is fine. Sight lines are fine. Great rink. Uh, no problem there, but the parking lot is probably one of the worst experiences I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Every time I go to a high school game, I could go to, like, a, a JV game and have a half an hour wait to get out of the parking lot. Well, it's not much only Much less the a Lakeville wait. North game. But you can't even find a spot. No. No. And sometimes you got to park like all the way over in like that side area, yeah. And then you got to march through snow. Brutal, brutal, brutal. I I waited forty five minutes on my birthday on Lakeville Lakeville North last year. Yeah, to get out of yeah. There. You know that's the game you just don't want to go to. I, I, when I go see Lakeville South, I like to see them play against different opponents. Now all rinks have bad you know leaving situations. When I left on a Friday night, Greenway. Grand Rapids, leaving IRA, that's kind of hard to leave because there's only one road yep. out. So I yeah. called right when I got in the call, the car. I called Zorba's, and I ordered a pizza. Yeah. And so I ordered a pesto sausage and black olives pizza. Like, really weird, you know, type of thing. It took me 45 minutes to get to Zorba's, okay? I get there. I pay for the pie. And I was like, okay, I'll be right back. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I come back, and they, the waitress comes over, and she goes, oh, I'm so sorry, person in front of you. Took your pizza. No way. But we just put one in. And I was like, no, no, please do not put another one in. And so I had to wait for the next pizza to Someone be finished. took your pizza? That's... So whoever took that pizza. Some counties, it's legal to murder. For <laughs> I really was upset. Because I'm like, I'm not even left Grand Rapids and it's 1030. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. All right, now let's switch uh, gears here and get to our games of the week. We're going to talk about uh, four games that we want to talk about, and then there's going to be five pick'ems. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, kickoff game for the Duluth East Greyhounds, Duluth East and White Bear. Uh, Carl, you you know, this might be a, a game that you'll see on, on the tube. Let us know what you think. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think it's... It's an interesting matchup. Uh, first, White Bear won this game last year in an upset. They got a great gold percentage performance, so uh, there's some good recent history there. Um, was it like a low-scoring 2-1, to one, one nothing. Yeah, one nothing. I think. Yeah, it was a low-scoring game. But um, you look at this White Bear team. They've got an explosive top line, some good young kids coming up, and, of course, we know East is returning just about everyone. They are a little dinged up. The preseason, we'll see exactly who ends up playing this first weekend, who, who's healthy. They might, might down a few bodies, but with their depth, that should be an excuse. So I think it'll be a very good matchup between two likely top ten teams. All right, I'm hearing rumors from the rink that uh, we could have two of their three player, top three players out, Meiju and Donovan. Any truth to those rumors? Um, Meiju is certainly out. I'm not sure on Donovan's status right now. And But Donovan potentially is hurt in, in a mm-hmm. lower body injury, correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's major news as far as our top five in the state is concerned. Uh, though that's a good hockey team, uh, but we're talking without 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 Donovan, without Meiju, 
uh, now it's a pretty good hockey team. You know, it's not great. Agree yeah. with that or disagree? Yeah, I agree. And you, you break up that top line, and it changes the dynamic for, for the East. But, I mean, now that we're on the, on the topic, if you lose Meiju or lose Donovan, I still think the Luth East is way better than White Bear Lake if they lose one of Austin Carroll or any of the top three from that top line. So I think they have yeah. way better depth than White Bear and way better depth than a lot of teams in the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no disagreement there. I'm excited to hear how this, this one goes down because White Bear beat up on Roseville pretty good. Uh, eight deuce. Um, I'm going to see how they're going to do against a, a preeminent elite team. You know, yeah, some of these scores when they play – Go ahead, Carl. That's just to say, White Bear also has Cloquet earlier in the week, too, so that'll be interesting to see how they do against like, a common 7AA opponent there. Quit poaching pick'ems, Carl. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, next next game on our list, speaking of East, we're going to do Wyzetta and East, correct? So yep. another big game. Uh, East uh, getting right at it, right? Yeah, I'm sure this will be a good, tight, heavy-hitting def- you know, heavy defensive battle. Um how it is every time these two teams play. Uh, not really sure what to expect out of Wyzetta right now after this past weekend. You know, look great in the tie and then drop drop a game pretty ugly to Holy Family. You know, this could be, you know, same story over again with Wyzetta where they're, you know, sitting their wheels for a couple months. So we'll find out on Saturday. It, it doesn't seem to change, does it? I no. Mean, it no. Nope. Not the story is the same every year. I, I think Pat O'Leary's goal is to have a career 500 record. And like multiple state, state championships. championships. <laughs> they, they were in the state the last two years. I mean, like, yeah. you just can't make and it up. I, I wouldn't be surprised one bit if he pulls off another Edina upset. I would not no. shock nope. me at all. No. And the best part is, same with the people in Edina. I was talking to a Edina <laughs> dad. He goes, yeah, I, I, there's nothing I can say to dispute that until we actually beat them in the section final. Yep, I agree. Um, I think so, too. We were there two years ago. Did you stick around? Did you go to the East? Uh, uh, was that a game a couple years ago after the Hermitown? You mm, took off, I think, didn't I you? I think I took you off. Down maybe to see uh, something else. Tonka and uh, St. Thomas, probably. No, Tonka and Rapids. Or Tonka and Rapids, Rapids was no Tonka and Rapids was that on um, the same day. So I went from yeah, Rapids. That's to, right. That's right. Yeah, and then I drove home, and I don't remember what I was seeing the next day. Got I have to look. All right. Well, here's our matchup. This is going to be fun as far as. Uh, for hockey nerds' perspective, seeing the the green and white versus the green and white Rozo and um, Edina on Saturday. Forest Green versus Kelly Green. Correct, but still green yes. and white. Green <laughs> and white. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, I won't be there. I'll be. I will. I'll be at Cloquet, and and Carl will be at Heritage. So all is that an afternoon game? No, it's a seven o'clock yeah. game. Seven o'clock game. I still won't make seven it. Seven o'clock, seven thirty. You know, no way I'm hustling back. To see but that. so I'm looking forward to this game. This game's been on my calendar all year. Anytime that you get a chance to see Rozo come down to the Metro, they play Centennial on Friday, and then they play Edina on Saturday. So this is a rematch of uh, less. Time they were played each other in the state tournament was 2011, I think. Ten. Uh, I was ten. 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 Yeah. 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 With um with Nakamoose and mm-hmm. um, maybe Amdahl had graduated in '09. I can't remember, but it, so they do have great state tournament history against one another, and we'll see if this actually turns into something. That would be kind of cool if this turned into an every year thing. That would be. 
awesome for hockey. Yeah, it really would. That would be awesome to have these two teams play each other more often. Most I want to see usually when they make that road trip. Home and away. Say that again, Carl. I want to see Edina make that road trip. Yeah. Well, so Edina only has to travel 182 miles this year. Was that a follow the puck no, mileage thing? No, somebody else tweeted this out, and then, like, Moorhead has to travel over, like, 3,500. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. Unbelievable. I saw that. was, like, actual, of all, all uh, tweets by uh, follow the puck this week, that was the one that actually caught my eye. I mean, that was, you know, had some, you know, teeth to it anyway. All right, uh, last game. Hermantown versus Lakeville South. I, I like this game. I think this could be a cool game to see. Um, I think Lakeville South might have won this game last year. Is that, no. I, was, I, was at, I was at this game. I can't remember what happened. It was, it was, yeah, I think it was, it was a 2-2 two two type game, wasn't yeah. it? It was, yeah, a, it was, it was two a bad game. Because remember, this was in the streak of Carl seeing just bad awful games, games up there. Yeah, all I watched were awful <laughs> hockey games. and. And so it's kind of – I'm curious because uh, tying last year in a good start by Lakeville South coming – you know, being prior Lake 5-1, to one, we could see something here that, you know, might say something. This could be a pick em game, or is that too much of a – I think I the think, Lakeville South is way better than Hermantown at this point. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I think it's still going to be close, and I, I like Hermantown in this, actually. Oh, we might have to switch this to a pick em. Yeah, Oh, we got there. good pick em. I like our right. pick yeah. well, We got a really good five pick em, So, You want to do pick ems? Let's do pick ems. Let's jump right to it. Wait, for Carl's sake, we should probably mm-hmm. recap who's leading the pick ems. I lost the paper again. Why does this always happen? It's mysterious how this <laughs> always happens every time I win. <laughs> you did win, Carl. I'm just having some mm-hmm. fun. Here's the paper. Uh, Carl got three out of five out of five. And technically maybe you could even say four cause he got Maple Grove and they did win in overtime, but shootout. you guys are all overtime saying, shootout. All, overtime. Saying, mm-hmm. all saying that's a push. So I'll take the push any day on that one. We abide by the Minnesota state high oh school hockey league standards that that is a tie. And then a six-goal lead in the third period is running time. <laughs> okay. Uh, they would always read that uh, in the Minneapolis conference. We'd get up on the like, Edison or somebody like, per state high school rules, running time will be issued. It's a six-goal lead. Poor Teddy. Oh, so funny. Uh, that would be the Tommies. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so Carl went three, four, five. Uh, with a push, uh, Danny went two for five with a push, and I went two for five with a push. Experts. Uh, experts in high school hockey. All right, uh, now let's go to this week's pickums. We have Cloquet and White Bear Lake. Is that game down here? Yes, I'll, I'll be at it. It's uh, on Tuesday um, at White Bear, and I think it's a seven or seven thirty start. Like, will that game be on the horn? Should be. Should uh, be yeah, on the horn. Yeah. Well, I, I, I saw stream. the tweet today. It's on. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That'll be a good game. Yes. I will tune in and watch that one. I will be there. And then, uh, Danny, we're starting with you again. I actually started last time, so, Danny, you get to go first. Cloquet White Bear. I'm going to ride the bear train. I, I think I'm um, coming after a good win. 
Um, home ice, I, I like um, the amount of points that these, this team put on uh, in Roseville, and I think um, they're going to put some points up. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, I want to say. Good call. Carl, you're next. I'm going to go with the, the Lumberjacks. I think this is going to be a good chance for them to show what their potential. Uh, they uh, quietly had a very nice, uh, I think, five-goal win over Moundsview over the weekend. So Moundsview has a couple talented players, so I'm going to go with the Lumberjacks. Okay. I would have taken the Lumberjacks hadn't you not taken them. <laughs> uh, gladly, I would have taken them. Uh, but I'm going to go home ice. Um, I'm putting a lot of cash on White Bear going to state this year, so I'm going to lay it down early. I'm going to go White Bear Lake. That's, that's a dangerous life oh, choice, Tony. Yeah. What's that? That's a dangerous life choice to put a lot of money on White Bear Lake. <laughs> yes, it is. I didn't say I'm gonna. I didn't. I wasn't gonna pick them to win a first round game in the state tournament. Wow. I just think they're gonna get there. Now, should we warn White Bear like players that you're doing the centennial to them? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whoever <laughs> I like ends up losing. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, Grand Rapids Greenway. Carl, you get to go first. This game would be at. Greenway this year, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is, and I plan to be there. And uh, you know, there's a lot of unknowns going into this game. You know, Greenway has a lot of potential, but you know, they're very young. Lost some very experienced players off of last year's team. Grand Rapids, of course, knows a thing or two about having lost a few players. You know, a ton of players gone from last season's roster either through graduation or early departure, and it sounds like they'll be down a few players for other reasons in this game too. So for that reason, I'm going to pick Greenway. I think that's a really good pick. I'm next, so I can pick that as well. And then you get to get your Grand Rapids. So I'm going to take Greenway. I, that's fine because they got to score on Gabe Holland then. Okay. And who's a Frank Brismic finalist? Brimzik. Brimzik. Sorry. Right. He's already a finalist? In my opinion. It's <laughs> November 27th. 6th. 6th. He's already a finalist. That's a new record. That is wow. He's had, new. He's had a great year so far. <laughs> he's he's let it zero all. goals. In. Yes, let it unbelievable. Yeah. How does that work? He's let nothing in. Oh my goodness! Of all, all the right. shots that have faced him, none have gone in the net. All right. Um, next game is Breck and Delano. One of the better games that we saw last year was the Breck Delano yes, game. Yes, that was a very good game. Um, both the section and the regular seasons. I didn't see the section. No, one, but I'm saying there were good games. Yeah, the the regular really season one was a really a poor heavy on Breck's part on yeah. shots, but then um, Jelly. I think was based on that game, you rode Breck hard all year, didn't you? I did. Mm, That's right. Yeah. That worked out. Okay, I get to go first. This game, if they're going home and home, would be back at Delano. Delano beats East Grand. This weekend, three to two, I want to. And I'm thinking that Delano is going to win this game. Okay. So I'm going to put you guys to the test and see if you guys will take the bait here and go Tyson Fulton Breck on us again. You can't ride a tiger, but you can ride a Mustang. Okay. (laughs) So you're going to go. (laughs) That was good. Where'd you get that? (laughs) All right. Please do not use that statement with a human mask. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Anyway, 
I'm going to pick Delano. Are we still alive? Still alive? Maybe. Is this the Carl show now? Okay, I think I'll just take over. Uh, so the next pick-em that's going to be Wyseta and Hermantown. Uh, who should I pick for Tony? Tony, are you there? Tony? Oh, sorry. <laughs> nope, nope, he's not there. Uh, well, I guess I'll go first since the other people can't pick yet. Might as well go with Wyseta. Who knows? Maybe they'll show that's up. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. Someone else want to pick? Or should I just move on to the next oh. game and have you both your your picks? <laughs> I will pick. Um, I'll pick Hermantown in that. Uh, wait, why is that Hermantown? <laughs> no, Duluth East. Duluth East. Why is that? A... You, I gotta put you down for Duluth East, Carol. Unless you're gonna take oh, Wyzetta. Okay. I have the wrong game written down. Sure, I'm taking East. No, yeah. I think you wrote down the wrong game. Too. I wrote down the wrong game. You All right, sorry. All right, so why is that in Hermantown? Yes. I'm back. Yeah, so I took Wyzetta. Yeah. Okay. All right. Why is that? A... All right. And you guys both took Breck then on the Delano one? No, he took Delano. I took Delano. And you're going Breck. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're back. Sorry about that. All right. Um, <laughs> and you went first. So so then you you were supposed to go first, Danny, on the Why is that? A well, I'll pick. Um, actually, I'll pick Hermantown. And I'm going to take Why is that? A... Town avenging the loss of last year's Why is that a game? All right, final game, St. Cloud Cathedral. Who goes first on this one? Uh, I think Carl would go first, right? Okay. No, me. I would go first. Uh, St. Cloud Cathedral and World. This is an interesting game. Yes. This has a lot of Class A uh, implications. Uh, St. Cloud obviously ranked way, way higher than World. Yeah. But it's at World Friday. They got to get on a bus after school and truck up there. That's a long trip. That's a long drive. It's probably four hours minimum to get there. Um, I think I'm going first. I'm going to take a slight upset here and go against my Crusaders, and I'm going to take the hometown team, World. Um, next up, Danny. I, I like World in this as well. I, I Home ice, Olympic size ice as well. Um, I'm going to pick World. Okay, and that leaves wow. Carl. You don't have a choice. You have to take St. Cloud. And I, I would have taken them anyway. I think that, you know, they, they are by far the, the, the deeper team here. Um, plus, I don't dislike Warroad. I think they have some good potential, but I think Cathedral's both depth and top-end talent, and some of their young players are really separate them from a team like Warroad. I'm, I'm picking more on sentiment here. I just think that uh, Warroad's going to... It's, Pull it out. I don't know why. I just think that they got a good name on the kids. front of the jersey. Sometimes means a lot. They're yeah. hard. They're going to hit hard. You know, the, like a war road team does. I, and they do have talent. So I think that's kind of where we're coming from. That'll be a very exciting. A lot of great hockey games. A lot of great tradition. A lot of great jerseys out on display this week. Yeah. You know, sure. The 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 turkey weekend's great. You get a couple of events like ours and the, and the turkey trot, which brought out some good games. But I think you know. This is a good encore, I think. Yeah. You know, right after the first first round, we get another great set of games to talk about. We'll be back Sunday. We'll probably, since we have no YHH programming this weekend, we'll have the show on Sunday morning, and we'll be able to get the show right up to you first thing in the morning. And sorry for the later segment because of a youth tournament that we put on. So, for uh, yeah, uh, for for Carl uh, up in Duluth, thank, welcome back to Minnesota and Danny 
And I'm Tony Scott, and thanks to our sponsor, the Red and Black League, for putting on the show. We'll see you guys and hear you guys next week. These looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school. Cause life's never been sweeter. When you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles He 